Thank you for downloading the Bunglert Cricket Podcast. I'm Roshan and in this episode we will be looking back at some of the best bits from the Bangla Cricket Podcast and the highlights from the year of Bangladesh cricket. Coming up we'll be speaking to Mohamed Issam, Nish and Mohamed Ashraful but first let's go back to January when Bangladesh hosted a tri-series featuring Sri Lanka and Zimbabwe. Now, the tournament was won by Sri Lanka, but I spoke to Zimbabwean podcaster Lizwe Chitaganya about how for a long time it looked like it might be heading towards a Bangladesh-Zimbabwe final. It looked that way. Uh, Basing on the series that we had with Sri Lanka last year, the ODI series, where we beat them, was it 3-2? You know, our first ODI series win against the top side in the long while. So Sri Lanka have been going through this on-and-off kind of form, and they thought... This was our moment. Bangladesh, Zimbabwe in the final, it was given. After the first two, three matches, Sri Lanka, when we beat Sri Lanka in the Tri-Series, it was like, you know, we, ha- we have this game, we have the match, we have the series. We're only going to face Bangladesh in the final. But it took a turn and <laughs> Zimbabwe just had to be Zimbabwe. Well, Sri Lanka, like, I think they were, they did come into the tournament sort of off the back of one of the worst, like, years in cricket in their history. Um, They they, they came in with obviously a new coach. They're sort of still, I think, struggling to fill the gap of some of their big names who sort of retired. Like, let's actually talk through the actual series. So, in the first game, we obviously played you when we won. You then beat Sri Lanka. We then beat Sri Lanka. And, like, at that point, I thought it was a dead cert. Like, Bangladesh beat Sri Lanka with, like, (laughs) their biggest margin of victory in ODI history yeah. and from that high like I genuinely feel a bit shell-shocked sort of even now struggling to come to terms with how it ended this is how shell-shocked I was I didn't even watch the final I thought nah you know it's sorted Bangladesh are gonna win this match it's, it's really Sri Lanka just got there luckily uh, off the back of beating Zimbabwe then thrashing Bangladesh in the other game. I thought it was like a once-off, you know, lucky Sri Lanka, they in the final. And it wasn't, for me, it was like a given. Bangladesh is going to walk away in the final and that's it. Home ground, everything is suiting their conditions. Perfectly set for a Bangladesh victory. But that, there was just a turn around. And the following morning, I'm like, what? <laughs> what happened there? Like, for me, the, 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 the tri-series was split in half. Like... Mm-hmm. I thought we were playing the cricket of our lives. Like, records mm-hmm. just, just kept falling. Like, I think um, Animal Huck and Sabir Rahman hit their 1,000th runs. Um, Tamim hit their, his 6,000th run. He became the kind of highest scorer at a single venue. It just felt with every match, there was also this other lovely headline that just made us sound like yeah, we yeah. were having the time of our lives. And then the 82 all-out happened against uh, Sri Lanka. And, I, yeah, I, do you know, like you described, I thought it was a one-off, a blip. But as a Bangladesh fan, I've also been there quite familiarly. You know, we've, we've had <laughs> many a moment where we've had incredible wins followed by like a 65 all out. Yeah. In March this year, Bangladesh headed to Sri Lanka for the Nidahas Trophy, a 2020 tournament set up to celebrate Sri Lanka's 70th year of independence. It featured India, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh and Bangladesh got to the final where they lost again. I was joined by ESPN Crick Info's Gaurav Sundaraman to look back on what had been an eventful tournament. 
I think it was a great tournament actually. Uh, it came at a time when uh, a lot of cricket had been played and uh, people were not sure how this tournament would pan out uh, considering India had not sent their full strength team as well. Uh, but it actually ended up being much closer than what many people anticipated. Uh, a lot of matches were close. It went down to the wire. We saw Bangladesh doing really well, chasing some high scores uh, which they usually are not uh, good at. And uh, I think it was a great tournament and it had a fitting finale. Uh, it 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 ended up being perfectly for the fan, you know, uh, who who usually watches this casual cricket. I think that tournament uh, was perfect for them. Yeah, it was um it was reassuring for me as a Bangladesh fan because I think T Twenty is a format that we have struggled with. We you know the lowest ranked uh, in T Twenty compared to the other sort of two formats. So to see some of our batsmen like showing their maturity that like, we saw great performances from Mushfiqur Rahim I think he scored 72 uh, in two matches and then obviously Marmadullah in that penultimate match uh, against Sri Lanka where he kept his head and scored a six to win the match so I think it was incredible for Bangladesh to see how far some of our players had come and the kind of maturity they developed and showing their experience and going actually this is a format we can win. We just need to come up with a, a decent game plan and then stick to it. And they executed it well. Um, there was also kind of quite reassuring bowling performances for me as well. Mustafa Zahman started to take wickets again. Rubel Hussain looked in good form. Two players who I think are sort of since uh, our South Africa tour last year sort of struggled for form. I think a little bit. I have to say, I feel like we're getting close to beating India. I know India have beaten us in every T Twenty match we've ever played, but. I think that winning from a six of the last ball is as close as it can get in a T20 match. So I feel like we are one game away from beating you. Yeah, obviously, if you remember the World T20 game as well, we, uh, Bangladesh came very close. So the fact is the T20 format itself reduces the gap between the weaker teams and the stronger teams. And uh, one thing, Roshan, I would like to maybe make, Bangladesh are not new to cricket anymore. Uh, a lot of teams still look at Bangladesh as uh, uh, underdogs. And I think they've come a long way. They've played now for almost 18 years. I would expect to see them win more consistently. Uh, it's not enough to come close and then lose uh, every single time. And uh, it's high time they start winning more consistently. Yes, they've shown glimpses in all formats over the last two, three years. But uh, it requires it. It requires a team to be more consistent. Uh, the T20 format, that too, this was not the main Indian team. You didn't have the likes of Kohli and Dhoni and st- uh, the other good players. So uh, I would have actually wanted to see Bangladesh win the win this uh, tournament more to make a statement. And then there was this dressing room window that 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 got smashed again. It just it just it was just a bit embarrassing for us. The BCB apologised. They offered to pay for a new glass door. But as a, as a cricket fan, as a Bangladesh fan, it was like, oh, guys, come on, what are you doing? It does not send a strong message to uh, the fans. And Bangladesh is such a cricket-crazy nation. I've seen matches are always full there, unlike other con- uh, other nations. So uh, as uh, as role models and as cricketers, they're two superstar cricketers. You've got to uh, set the example. And uh, there are a lot of youngsters coming into the team. Uh, these guys have to pass on the baton to them. And you want to look up to them and you want to uh, uh, maybe... Uh, be un- you need to find the next Shakib, right? And you don't want him to behave in the way he's actually been behaving in this tournament. So that do remember, it's not a home game. It's it, you're you're touring away, and you need to set that example. Especially like you said, we don't know what relationship is uh, is this going to affect with the Sri Lankan board. 
and the number we are all part of the Asian Cricket Council, and there are a lot of tournaments which we play together, and and there, there are times when Sri Lanka and Bangladesh and India have all helped each other out uh, uh, in terms of revenues for uh, by arranging tours. Uh, obviously, you, you must be aware of how how often India and Sri Lanka play. So, uh, uh, so it's. Uh, I I would have really expected things to be a lot better, calmer, and maybe Bangladesh should do all their talking, walking, and hitting the glass doors on the field rather than off the field. ESPN Crick Info's Gaurav Sundaram and they're looking back at the Nidahas Trophy. Now, in June in Malaysia was the seventh edition of the Women's Asia Cup. The first six had been won by India, and they were strong favourites coming into this tournament, but. The Bangladesh women's cricket team had other ideas and delivered for me one of the best moments of 2018 and one of the greatest moments in Bangladesh cricketing history as they beat India twice to become only the second team other than India to win the Asia Cup. I caught up with British Bangladeshi singer Nish to look back on what had been an incredible tournament. Absolutely, absolutely outstanding. And you know what? While watching that game, I remember towards the end, it was very nervy because something similar like that happened. I remember I was watching the uh, Bangladesh uh, team in the Asia Cup final against Pakistan. And I think it was in Bangladesh that time. And we were literally trailing by a couple of runs. And then unfortunately, we couldn't make it. And I think it was one of the, one of the I think it might have been Shahid Hussain, who was, um, who was quite expensive in his last over. I think it was 16 runs he, he, um, he let go in that last over. And that ended up costing us. So I was thinking, I was like, oh, I don't want another one of these. And I think the girls really, really pulled it together. It took a lot of character to come on. And especially that last two runs, like, it was very brave of them to kind of go for it. And you can tell after they came back for the second one, like, you, you knew, you kind of knew it. Like, I think you posted a video on Twitter of the Bangladesh uh, men's cricket team watching it. And you just kind of felt it. Everyone was like, do you know what? This could be it. Like, to see the men's team supporting the girls like that, it's, it's progressive for any, any country in the world in any sport. There's such an example as well. Like I was watching through, you know, their celebrations and stuff. They were very gracious in even winning. They were they showed fantastic sportsmanship and and that's what it's about, really, man. Because you always hear kind of Bangladesh um, and, and and cricket team. You know, the male cricket team. You know, we we know they're great, but we, we we're never quite, you know, part of the elite. We're never quite, you know, right at the top. Which I feel like we're something. We've got a special group of boys at the moment, and the ladies team just turned around and said, you know what, we're we're on that same level as well, and they really kind of gave our you know, they played for the badge on their chest and it was amazing. It was just, it was incredible to watch. Do you know what made it like amazing was just the context around it. So this is the yeah. seventh Asia Cup and India had won every other single one. Every, yeah, every single one. They'd never lost a match until the two games against us. Yeah. Ramona Ahmed, one of our cricketers, one of the best players of the tournament. She yeah. didn't even have a cricket bat going into the South Africa series. There's this great story of how she had to phone up Tommy Mickwell to borrow one. It's crazy. I think questions will be asked about their salaries now because I understand they get paid significantly less than other yeah. international women's team and obviously a lot, lot less than the men's team. So um, I hope the BCB yeah. sort of invest more. Yeah. yeah, they kind of pull it together. And then, you know, and because and rightfully so, they should ask the questions because uh, this uh, amazing group of girls just went and put the, the whole country on the map really did a very proud job and it's funny you mentioned Ramana Ahmed as well she had such an amazing tournament but you know on that game when she got out I kind of you know you kind of didn't feel that hope was lost usually you kind of thought you know what they've all kind of put it together and even when she went out um, on that run out and just thought ah uh, maybe 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 not but it was so tight but they all pulled it together 
So it's it's a it's a proper collective effort, and 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 kudos should be given to every each and every single one of those players. It was amazing. Oh, completely, what a performance! I'm like so so proud of those girls, and it's it's so uncommon yeah. to be sat here feeling like we've won something. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> So after the women's success, it was the men's turn and in September they head to the United Arab Emirates for the men's version of the Asia Cup. In hindsight, quite hard to tell if it was a good tournament or a bad one. I mean, yes, we got to the final, but we lost again. Yes, there were some great individual performances, but there were also some slightly iffy ones in the middle. I spoke to ESPN Crick Info's Bangladesh correspondent Mohammed Issam to figure out how the tournament had actually gone. It wasn't the best Asia Cup one could hope for, but um, it's tough to say, actually, whether it was really bad or really good. It's weird, isn't it? Because I'm so positive when it comes to Bangladesh cricket, mainly because everyone is sort of always doubting us in mainstream media. So I find myself being like a devil's advocate and being like excessively positive. And so I feel like I should be really happy we got to the final, but the nature of some of the performances, the, the dip in the middle when we lost back-to-back games in two days... And then also the kind of holes in the team that the Asia Cup kind of exposed leaves me thinking I'm not I I you know I can't be entirely positive. But also it could just be that we're only a few days since the final, and so maybe I'll look back in a few years' time and go, actually it was all right. Were there any standout performances for you? Like if you had to sort of summarise? Yeah, there are several I think performances that actually stood out. I thought um, Mushfiq was obviously great with his batting, and uh, he he whenever he kept wickets he was quite good. And I thought the overall attitude that he showed especially when the chips were down, when they lost early wickets. Uh, twice he got them out of big holes, scored a 100, scored a 99. I thought that was good. I thought Mithun played quite well. Mohamed Mithun, he I know, scored 250, two scores of 60s and didn't score at all in the other matches. But I still felt that he, uh, he can, we can say that he has finally arrived in international cricket. He has made a lot of debuts in 2014. So it's four years that he's got single chances. Mahmoudullah had one good knock. Um, I think, again, I would be, I would say that I'm very impressed by Mehdi Hassan's performance. I know in the final, Mashraf, he may have said that he didn't come to the party, but he did a great job with the bat. And in the previous matches, he bowled very well. Mustafiz bowled very well in most matches. Rubel bowled very well in most matches. So, in that regard, uh, won three, lost three, I think. And uh, we have about six performers um, if you if you count Shakib, um, he b- played with a with a disastrous finger. He did well with the ball. Uh, Tamim went missing because uh, of the injury, and he did something brave as well. So there are more things to be happy about. And the other thing that I would be happy about is the fact that um, Mehdi showed a bit of consistency with the ball. I thought Mustafish was quite consistent. So I think yeah, consistency wise. It was a good. It was a good uh, tournament for Bangladesh. Yeah, I think our bowlers came to the party properly, and for a long time we've sort of accused our bowlers of, of not being able to defend totals that've been put on the, on the scoreboard. But all of them seemed to find their rhythm. But also there was this kind of almost mental strength about the team that I've never seen before. And from little things like Tummy walking out to bat with one hand to the way Mashraf was bowling with an injured finger in the in, in the in the basic semi final against Pakistan, there's a real kind of mental strength about the team I found like a real fighting spirit of we are going to do this and I'd never seen that before because normally it's Bangladesh who are sort of looking slightly down uh when the games get tough or on the back foot occasionally but yeah I don't know there there was a new sort of sense of purpose about the guys which I'd never seen before and it's quite encouraging to see um 
the tournament did sort of open up a few kind of questions for us, I think. Like, I know we've long had a question of who's going to open with Tummy and Mikbal, and by him in, being injured, we were almost able to audition two at a time for new openers. Surely Litton Dars now gets a nod after that century in the final. Is that enough for him to become the regular opener, or is there still more question marks in that role? There are certainly more question marks on Litton Das if you are talking about an opener in the international cricket. But if you're talking about a Bangladeshi opener, I think he's sealed his place for the World Cup, and that is a big worry. He, he batted beautifully in the final. There's no doubt. He stood up right when it mattered, like he did in the West Indies. Nothing to take away from him. He, uh, in the West Indies, obviously, remember, in the Florida T20, the last one, he scored a fast uh, half-century, and that put Bangladesh in the driving seat. But the problem is, uh, with so much time left for, before the World Cup, now if you make that sort of atmosphere where, well, Leighton is, is a shoe-in. He is a shoe-in. But he shouldn't know that. In our perspective, in Bangladesh's perspective, in Bangladesh's uh, scenario, you can't tell a player that he's a he's a confirmed player these days. Mohamed Esam there, always one of my favourite people to speak about cricket to. Now, one of the big stories this year was the return of Mohamed Ashraful to cricket. He'd been serving a ban for match fixing, and in August this year became eligible to play in all formats of cricket again. He was in the UK this summer playing some matches, so I spoke to him about how he was feeling about his return. So you become eligible now to play for international, international cricket, cricket and BPL. Everything. How does that feel? I uh, last five years, five and a half years, I was in Bangladesh. So, 13 August, তো আশা করব যে আসলে আমি খুব আর এই লাস্ট 5 বছর হার্ড ওয়ার্ক করার চেষ্টা করেছি যেন ফিটনেস লেভেলটা ঠিক থাকে আমি যেন আবার ফিরে আসতে পারি তো লাস্ট ঢাকা প্রিমিয়ার লিগটা ভালো হয়েছে ঢাকা প্রিমিয়ার লিগ লিস্ট এম আছে আমি আপনার টপ 5 স্কোরার টপ 5 স্কোরার এবং ননস্টপ তিন ম্যাচে তিনটা সেঞ্চুরি করেছি টোটাল পাঁচটা সেঞ্চুরি তো আশা করি যে ব্যাটিং আরেকটু হয়তো আরেকটু 10-15% improve করতে পারলে আমার মনে হয় যে আমি দেশের হয়ে আবার খেলতে পারবো ইনশাআল্লাহ ডু ইউ ফিল ম্যাচ ফিট ডু ইউ ফিল গেট টু প্লে ইয়া ইয়া লাইক ইন ডোমেস্টিক ফার্স্ট ক্লাস ঢাকা প্রিমিয়ার লীগ एवरीथिंग আই এম প্লেইং ওয়েল সো ইন্টারন্যাশনাল লেভেলে আই থিং আই नीड टू ইমপ্রুভ লিটল বট 10-15% মোর ফিটনেস লেভেল অর एवरीथिंग আই नीड टू ইমপ্রুভ সো আই होप আমি এগুলা ইমপ্রুভ করতে পারবো আমার আবার দেশের হয়ে খেলার স্বপ্ন আমি দেশের হয়ে কিছু করতে চাই আরও ভালো ভালো ইনিংস উপর দিতে চাই তেরো বছর আমি হয়তো অতটা বেশি ভালো ইনিংস দিতে পারি নাই সাত আটটা ভালো ইনিংস সেগুলোর কারণে এখনও আমাকে মানুষ ভালোবাসে তারপর আমি বিশ্বাস করি যে আমি সামনে ভালো করতে পারবো অবশ্যই খারাপ লাগে কারণ বাংলাদেশ টিমে এখন আমরা অনেক সাকসেসফুল বাংলাদেশ টিম তো এইখানে পার্ট হইতে পারলে খুব ভালো হইতো তো খারাপ লাগে কিন্তু এটাই লাইফ যেহেতু আমি আমার একটা সমস্যা হয়েছে তো এটার জন্য এখন আমি নাই তো এগুলা ভুলে আমি তো আর সামনের দিকেই অলওয়েজ তাকে আছি যে সামনের দিকে আমি ভালো কিছু করতে চাই তো ইনশাল্লাহ I know there are a lot of people who are excited about you coming back and a lot of people who still, you know, really support you and want you to sort of come back into cricket. So, last question, Ashraful Bhai. How would you like to be remembered when people talk about you and your career 
I'm very lucky person. I last five years cricket Bangladesh team Still, support support যে আমাকে আবার ফিরে আসতে হবে তাদের জন্য খেলতে হবে তো এটা আমার ওদের জন্য আসলে আমি এতদিন ধরে হার্ড ওয়ার্ক করার চেষ্টা করেছি যে আমি আবার ফিরে এসে ভালো ভালো ইনিংস উপহার দিতে চাই আমার ফ্যানদের তো আমি খুব ভাগ্যবান মনে করি নিজেকে যে আমি বাংলাদেশে জন্মগ্রহণ করেছি এবং বাংলাদেশের হয়ে খেলছি এই এমন এক ঘটনার পরেও আমাকে যেভাবে সবাই সাপোর্ট করেছে ঘৃণা করে ভালোবাসা দিয়ে আমাকে ফিরে আসার জন্য উৎসাহ দিয়েছেন সব সময় তো আমি ধন্যবাদ জানাচ্ছি আমার ফ্যানদের সবাইকে আর আমার জন্য সবাই যেন দোয়া করে আমি যেন ইনশাআল্লাহ কামব্যাক করতে পারি এবং কামব্যাক করে যেন আমি ভালো ভালো ইনিংস উপহার দিতে পারি এটাই আমার লক্ষ্য সামনে So there you go then, some of the highlights of the Bangla Cricket Podcast from 2018. I want to say a big thank you to all of my guests this year, everyone who has listened, subscribed or supported the podcast. It genuinely, genuinely means the world and I cannot wait for next year. It's all roads leading to the Cricket World Cup and I'm so excited about sharing that journey with you. Have a great new year and I'll see you in 2019.